every time I refresh my page, it would be like, oh, another 300 people have watched this, oh, another 500, and it just kept on going up and up and up. And yeah, that video was literally about the cheese grater that I used to grate my cheese. What would you do if you started a social media account as a hobby and it went viral? That's exactly what happened to magician Elliot Bibby when he started a TikTok account about making cheese toasties. But while his cheese toasty account was racking up millions of views, the social media accounts for his business weren't doing quite so well. And I was putting out loads of random content on it, like me performing tricks and meeting other celebrities and doing magic and stuff. I was maybe getting about 100 to 200 views on each video that I put out. And I literally just pointed my phone and took a little video of me cutting up some Mars bars. It's had over 1.7 million views. Would you be brave enough to keep going with a hobby account that was doing well, but didn't have anything to do with your business? Elliot was, with some surprising results. I've spent nine and a half years building my magic business, really trying to find that niche, trying everything. And in the last four and a half months, I've sort of found it by making toasties. In this interview, you'll find out what happened when Elliot got serious about cheese toasties and how it impacted on his magic business. You'll also get tons of tips on how to create super engaging content that could blow up your social media accounts. You're listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. I'm Janet Murray, and I love helping coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs create super engaging content that generates leads and sales for their businesses. No one starts a business and just knows how to create engaging content. It's a skill that has to be learned and practiced. And there's always something new to learn, no matter how long you've been in business. And I know running an online business can feel messy. Perfectionism, fear, self-doubt, and other mindset stuff can stop you showing up online in the way that's best for you. So you'll get help with that too. Ready to get courageous with your content? Let's get started. What's the best toasty filling? My personal favorite toasty filling would be, well, I've got a couple, three to be precise. My top three are cheese and chorizo. So uh, Spanish chorizo, uh, spicy chorizo, and um, cook that up in a pan first, then add that to the toasty with the, with the cheese. My second is a chicken madras, so a curry chicken madras toasty with cheese as well. And my third favorite is a classic cheese and red onion toasty. My favourite's ham and cheese. Is that a bit boring? No, no, no. It's all ham and cheese is great. Now, do you shred the ham before you put it in or do you just put a big slice of ham? No, just a, a big slice of ham. Because I've found that when I put in a slice, sometimes it just slides out. But if you shred it, you only get a little bit out when you're eating it. So for people who don't know, what is a cheese toasty? So a toasty, like the definition that I sort of tell people is it's, a slice of bread and then some cheese and any type of filling you want and then another slice of bread with butter on the outside and then placed into a toasty machine. The American equivalent would be like a grilled cheese, although a grilled cheese is different from a toasty because you would make a grilled cheese in a pan and then you've also got sandwich presses which do a sort of similar job but it's it's not a toasty. That would be like a grilled sandwich. So I'm very particular when it comes to toasties. (laughs) So what inspired you to start a TikTok account about toasties? So I had a magic account being a magician and it had 200 followers and I was putting out loads of random content on it, me performing tricks and 
meeting other celebrities and doing magic and stuff and it just wasn't getting that much traction and then I was chatting to a few friends and we got chatting about what our favorite things were and I was like I absolutely love toasties and they were like oh well why don't you start making toasties and I was like oh I could make little videos of them and put them out of me making toasties so I just thought oh let's try it out on TikTok so I made my first one and and put it out and I thought this, this could make me get some legs and just carry on and just continued doing it really and started making all different ones. That was about four and a half months ago. So not that long ago. When I first got like a hundred views on my first ever TikTok, I was like, oh my goodness, I've had a hundred views. This is incredible. A hundred people have watched me make a toasty. And um, and yeah, and it was just, yeah, really a bit of a hobby and a bit of a, let's just see where this is goes. I had no real ambitions or goals for it. I just thought, I'm just going to do it because I love toasties. and. Yeah, I didn't really set out and go, right, I'm going to get a million followers or I'm going to get these top three brands to come and work with me. I just thought, I'm just going to keep putting this out and see what happens. Tell us about your first Toasty video. So my very first Toasty video was actually a Mars bar Toasty. So it was, I chopped up some Mars bars and just literally threw them between two pieces of bread and put it in. I just thought maybe a Mars bar is a little bit different. People wouldn't expect that to be in a Toasty. Maybe that might get a lot of views. And then I thought, well, let's just carry on with this and see what other crazy ideas I can put inside a toasty. Toaster. Four, three, Mars bars, get them chopped. Toasty bread, get it buttered. Bread in. Mars bar, stack. Nice and slow, little nudge. Oh yeah, bit of leakage. Here's a slow-mo for you. Like this video and share it with someone you think would eat this. Mm. So how did that first video do? Actually, if I go back and look at it, it's had 4,100 views. So and I thought, oh, that's actually not bad, 4,000 views um, for a, me making a toasty with a Mars bar in it. And then I thought, well, let's carry on putting out different ones. And then I think it was like the third or fourth video I put out, I was like, oh, here's a, a toasty hack. So instead of just doing toasties i was like how can i branch off from this and do a slightly different video but still keeping on theme and i started doing toasty hacks where it would be like use if you grate your cheese then from a block of cheese and grate it and put it in it melts better than using pre-grated cheese that you would get from the supermarket because the pre-grated cheese is covered in sort of starch which doesn't make it melt as fast so i started looking at all different hacks like that that you could use to basically make your toasty making experience easier. So you started educating people about toasties, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sort of became a sort of master in the field of toasties. <laughs> I was putting out maybe about three to four videos a week. I was just just basically doing it whenever I wanted. Really, I had no real structure or going right. Okay, I'm going to post it at three p.m. on a Tuesday or uh, five p.m. on a Friday. But that's because I didn't really know how TikTok really worked initially. And did you have a breakthrough video, a video where you were like, wow, this could really take off? Yeah, the first one that was sort of just went, whoa, and was my, I think it was Toasty Hack number two. And it was it was the fifth video that I put out and it had 11,000 views. Because every time I refresh my page, it would be like, oh, another 300 people have watched this, oh, another 500. And it just kept on going up and up and up. And yeah, that video was literally about about the cheese grater that I used to grate my cheese. 
And it was one of these ones from Ikea that grates it straight into the little uh, tub. So here we are with another toasty hack. This time you need all your essentials, bread, cheese, toasty machine, and also this, your grater. This grater is from Ikea. Perfect aluminium all the way from Sweden and a nice plastic base to catch the cheese in it for afterwards. Start off by grating your cheese. Mmm, delicious. And then, toasting machine on. If you use some rapeseed oil spray instead of butter, it gives a nice crisp finish. So get that sprayed on the bread and then the cheese in. And because it's grated, it melts a lot quicker, giving it a gooey finish. So that was the first one that got like over 10,000 views and I was like, wow. And then I started putting out like other little um, ones, like uh, I did like an Easter toast day, so I started steaming it around that. So I did one which had, that had like mini eggs and marshmallows and chocolates and stuff. And I was almost sick after eating that one um, <laughs> because it was so sweet. So you were educating people, you were sharing tips that were easy to implement and quick and you were responding to what people liked. You also said something right at the beginning about your first video. You said it was unexpected. The idea of putting a Mars bar in a toasty was unexpected. And you talked about being seasonal too, about making things timely and relevant and making sure things had a hook without really knowing what you were doing. If you were describing the principles of good content creation, this would be it. Yeah, that was a complete fluke. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I think I must have just been doing it subconsciously and sort of just putting out and going, oh, well, there's. Um, I did walk around uh, my local supermarket at one point going, what can I put in a toasty? And I was putting in like things like, oh, there's a pot noodle. Maybe I could put a pot noodle inside a toasty. Like I've done a, f a full English breakfast inside a toasty. And I just love going out and just trying things. So on TikTok, once you hit over a thousand followers, you can go live. So what I've started doing now is I got a second uh, phone like, and downloaded TikTok on that, which meant that I can now go live on one phone, but then I've still got my other phone to film the content. So I can go live and engage with people as they watch me make a toasty live. And then I'm filming that content to then put the video out later that afternoon. So I'm getting two bits of content in one. Also, okay. And because I do eat all of the toasties as well, um, I was then thinking, right, how can I get maybe two or three bits of content out of the one video? Because I don't want to just get one bit of content from one toasty because I'd be eating a lot of toasties then. So. so have you gained any weight since you started the Toasty King? No, I've not actually. I've sort of stayed the same. and um, But I have been working with uh, a personal trainer. Uh, so I have been working out. And you always say you must eat so many toasties, but it's maybe about five or six toasties a week because I've really upped it. Um, my content um, is an issue. I've fallen into the social media trap of going, right, I need more and more. Does your girlfriend have to eat your toasties? Yeah, she's sick of toasties now. She's sick of the smell. Of it. And I was like, oh, maybe we could bottle that smell. What about the cats? Do they end up eating the scraps? No, but they're always sniffing around when they can. Uh, they love cheese. So if there's any bits of cheese left over them, um, uh, just slyly dropping those on the floor for them. Um, but yeah, I'd say there's, I don't really like tuna. So there was a tuna mayo one that was getting requested a lot from people because loads of people were commenting. And I was subtly putting in going, oh, what, what's your favorite toasty? Let me know in the comments. And I was getting a lot of people going, oh, well, my favorite toasty is this and it's this. And then 
you're basically using your audience then to then create more content from that. And it was things I'd never thought of before. Um, so that was actually quite a good little thing as well. I tried to reply to every single comment, which is quite a big thing to do. But if, even if it's just something personal and like going, oh, never thought of that, that's good. Mm. Or, oh, yum, that's nice. That boosted the engagement on each video as well. You mentioned a couple of other things that are actually really good content practice. So repetition, you said, I make my videos the same way every time. And I think that as human beings, we actually like to see the same things over and over again. It's why we watch the same TV programs or why radio programs have the same format. People come to expect you to do things in a certain order and they like it. Yeah, I knew that I had to have some sort of process to sort of create the videos. Something I learned from my, or I learned the lesson from my magic account was I looked at it and went, everything is all over the place. It's not very aesthetically like pleasing to look at. Whereas on the Toasty King account, you can see it's, I've put like a big white banner across, which is the sort of tagline or the, the name of the video. So it could be uh, bacon and brie toasty, toasty hack number four <laughs> or whatever. It, I added in like a few sort of catchphrases and stuff that I always say in the video. So the toasty machine that I use is a Breville toasty machine. Uh, it's the best one I've found. My little catchphrase is when I close the toasty machine, I say, bring the Breville down. <laughs> bring, bring the Breville down. <laughs> And at that point, I closed the toasty machine, the Breville toasty machine. So that sort of stuck and people are saying it back now and right. <laughs> it'll be on t-shirts soon. And so it's uh, <laughs> well, that, that I've, I've sort of added in that I do in every single video. People like catchphrases, don't they? I think it's about building a community because if people see themselves as part of your community and they know all your catchphrases, it, it kind of brings them closer to you. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I found whilst doing these live videos as well is that people can comment there in real time and it's almost as if I'm chatting to them, which I am. I mean, I still don't know who they are. And it's quite funny because I've got quite a big audience looking at statistics and uh, analytics. I've got 98% of people are in the United Kingdom, but the other 2% are in Indonesia. So <laughs> I can always tell if I go live at like 10.30 in the morning, I'm making like a, a breakfast or a lunch toastie or something. And without a doubt, after 40 minutes, bang on the dot, I'll get an influx of maybe about 30 people all from Indonesia <laughs> and Thailand all coming over. And also I've visited there a couple of times, so I know a little bit of the language. So I usually say, oh, kabunka, and speak a little bit of Thai <laughs> stuff. And they're like, oh my goodness, you can actually speak Thai. And I'm like, well, that's it. So just sort of engaging with them like that and just having a bit of fun, being from like a an entertainment background mm. myself that, I can sort of have fun on the camera and I've started doing a little bit of magic as well with the ingredients and sort of just entertaining people really and mm. what I do. So one of your videos has had over a million views. Can you tell us about that? It was Toasty Hack number seven. I was just closing the toasty machine, but instead of doing it from front on like I always do, I did it from the side. And what I noticed was the slice of bread at the top actually moved forward. So, um, which meant that it was sort of out of line when in the toast, if that sort of makes sense. So I was like, oh, actually, if I move this a couple of millimeters to the right, it means that when I close the machine, it will line up perfectly and the, it won't be able to, the, the ingredients inside won't leak out the side or anything because it's like perfect. I was like, well, this is great. I'll just create a video about this. 
And I did. And it's had over 1.7 million views. Toasty hack number seven. Put your top piece of bread slightly to the right because it's going to move to the left when you bring the breville down. Let's do a slow-mo. See that bread moving? If you follow this, you'll have a perfectly square toasty. But yeah, but what I found was that toasty hack number seven did really well. 1.7 <laughs> million views and a few newspapers wrote articles <laughs> on it. And which publications got in touch? You said the Scotsman was one of them? Um, yeah, it was one of them. And also the, the Scottish Sun as well. What do you think it was about that particular video that made it go viral? I think it was because how ridiculous it was because of the people, like lots of people were commenting and sharing it with their friends. So it was all about the sharing of it, I think, because that's the thing that you want on TikTok is you want people to then look at it, watch the video and then send it to a friend. So what you're saying is that you're creating really shareable pieces of content. What do you think makes the video shareable? I think it's something that's maybe got like a shock factor or something that's educational, or something that someone would want to try with their friends that they're then sharing it to. Um, I've had lots of people tag their partners in my videos, so they say, oh, can you make this for me? <laughs> uh, I, did, I did like a hangover toasty. <laughs> and yeah. like, this is a great toasty for a hangover. So I thought maybe that could do well because people might then share it with their hungover. And I actually thought I actually put that out on a on a Saturday evening because I thought it's going to take a while to get a little bit of traction. When people wake mm. up on Sunday morning, they'll just maybe be scrolling through their TikTok aimlessly looking yeah. at something, the con- consuming the content and think, oh, there's hangover, I'm hungover. I'll send this to my partner to go and go make this for me, please, or something like that. So it's then that's when I started thinking, okay, when should I actually post this? And started to really Okay. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because people often obsess about what time to post on a particular platform. Like, if I can just find out the right time to post, I will go viral. But actually, what we're talking about here when we talk about timing is more about putting your content in front of people at the time they most need it. Yeah, absolutely. And devil's advocate on that is uh, there's been times where I've just gone, oh, I've just made this toasty, I'm just going to put it out. I felt myself fall into that trap of going, right, I need to post every day, once a day at this time. And then I I really thought about my purpose of why am I doing this? Why did I start this? And went back to that. I started this because I love toasties and I just wanted (laughs) to share this Mm. passion of mine. Yeah, I think it's easy to get hung up on that stuff, isn't it? You can get really obsessed with the best time to post, but then you put that video out when you think it's a really stupid time and that none of your followers will be online. And that's the one that tends to go viral. Also, I love that you're talking about, well, it's funny because we're talking about toasties, but talking about going back to your central mission. And you said, well, my central mission is to have fun, to share my passion for toasties. I kind of can't help but laugh when I say that, but you know what I mean. And I think going back to that and not getting obsessed with things like posting times and hashtags or whatever, I think that can always bring you back to where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, I've just decided I'm just going to keep putting them out. Just put it out, see what happens and just not really think about it. So you're now being approached by brands, people who want to pay you to create content for them or to partner with them. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it's all happened very quickly. As well as using TikTok, I set up an Instagram as well. And that's actually been very useful because what I found on TikTok is 
people can be following you, but they can't message you on TikTok unless you follow them back. Mm. So I was getting thousands of followers and I don't know if these people have been wanting to message me and say, hey, here's X amount of money. Can you promote this? Because I don't follow them back. So what I did was I set up an Instagram account where people can message backwards and forwards on that. I've had a couple of people actually message me on Instagram going, hey, we saw your videos on TikTok. We can't obviously message you there. So we've messaged you here instead and started chatting about stuff. So uh, I've been working with Breville themselves. So we're <laughs> working on something at the moment. It's all sort of top secret. I'm not going to say that much, but I can't believe I'm saying it's all top secret to do with <laughs> So basically you're a toasty influencer now. Yeah, pretty much. There's another big brand that sent me some influencer package and they said, we'd like to gift you this. And if you would like to put it in a video, then that's great. Just tag us in and stuff. So I've had some food items sent to me from a few different companies (laughs) as well. So yeah, it's been interesting because I've always looked at influencers and stuff going, oh, that's pretty cool. It'd be nice to get sent some free stuff one day. and, And now this is actually happening. Is there good money in being a tasty influencer? At the stage I'm at at the moment, uh, no. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is, I've got a tread lightly here. So there's a TikTok creator fund. Uh, yeah. And what that is, is once you meet some certain criteria, you've got to have, I think it's 10,000 followers, have 100,000 combined video views a month, be over 18. And there's loads of other things. You can apply for this fund and TikTok basically pay you per like views that you get in your video every day. So in the contract, you're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to talk about how much you earn and stuff, but you can talk about it in terms of other items. So, for example, yesterday I earned the same as the cost of two Big Macs. So I made <laughs> two Big Macs yesterday. So, and that's with 34,000 followers or something like that at this time. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see if you put out a big video and you get X amount of view, you get like 100,000 views, you could make, I don't know, like two pounds or something like that. <laughs> So it's very small at the moment. But when you look at these bigger accounts and they're getting like a million views per video and they're putting out two videos a day or something like that, you can see how it can easily escalate. But then when you start mm. working with brands, you start working on campaigns with them as well. And you say, right, well, I don't want you to just send me some bread and cheese. I'd rather you paid me X amount for six months and I'll use your bread and cheese. Or mm. whatever. It's, I think it's really just looking at the business side of it, which is not what I wanted to get into at all. <laughs> Has it led to any inquiries about magic or have people found your magic work because they're watching your toasty videos on TikTok? Not yet, no. Uh, oh, actually, yes. Sorry, that's a lie. I was doing a TikTok live and there was a lady who was mentioned. She was like, as I started chatting about slowly just sort of introducing all my sort of audience to, oh, because somebody asked, her, oh, what is it? Is this what you do as a day job? Just make toasties. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish. And I was like, no, it's even more ridiculous. I'm a magician. Um, <laughs> and then the room said, actually, I think I've got you booked for my wedding next year. And I was like, and I looked her up and I was like, oh, yeah, she has. So I don't really know how I felt about that. She just sees me in my kitchen making toasties. But, um, <laughs> she's booked this top wedding magician. So no, but she joins the lives like every day now and has a chat, mm. has a laugh. And she was like, oh, I might. I might get a toasty van for the wedding. Hang on, toasty van? And I was like, maybe I could create my own sort of toasty shack type thing. And then then I started thinking, I was like, well, what what else can you do with toasties? And then I started Googling and I started having a look at the Guinness World Records. Because I'd love to set a Guinness World Record for something. Let's have a look at toasties. So I found out the 
there's a Guinness World Record for the most expensive toasty <laughs> that's commercially available. And I think, I'm trying to remember, if I think it's $164 for the toasty and you can buy it in New York. I was like, oh, maybe I could try and beat that. <laughs> they've made like they've infused the bread using Dom Perignon champagne. They've used very expensive cheese. It's coated in like edible gold leaf. There's like truffle in there. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try and beat that. I think so. And you mentioned there was merch. You've got t-shirts, have you now? Not yet. No, I don't have any merch at the moment. So I'm going to put like a toasty cookbook together and mm. then maybe chopping board or an apron or something like that but mm. it's still very early stages i found i just need to work out where i'm going to go with it i can't help wondering why you didn't try to make the magic work on tiktok so you said you had a magic account it wasn't doing as well as you hoped you're putting all of this cool stuff out but people weren't really picking up on it it wasn't really landing was there a reason why you didn't just go all in and try and make your magic account work? I think it's because I've been trying for a while with Instagram and other social media platforms. I mean, there's a lot of other magicians out there that are posting a brand new magic trick every day. And and I was like, I don't have the time for that. Mm. Because that's almost like a whole genre of magic itself is social media magic. For for me, I love going out and performing live in front of Mm. people. Whereas these other magicians that I know are literally sitting in their room 24 hours a day creating content for TikTok and it's just constant, constant to try and put it out every day. And I was like, nah, if I can just go to the kitchen for an hour and make a toasty and then spend half an hour editing it together. And that's the other mm. thing as well. I used to spend like a good hour, hour, hour and a half editing these videos and trying to make it perfect. And then TikTok crashed one day as I was just about to post the video and I lost that whole edit and I was fuming. And then I went in and did the video again and it crashed again. And I was like, I'd spent about half a day trying to edit this one video. So then what I did was I just literally edited it all together. I did a voiceover within like 10, 15 minutes and it was posted with hashtags and a caption everything within mm. 15 minutes. And the video did exactly the same as all the other videos. So I was like, why am I spending all this time <laughs> editing this to try and make it perfect when yeah. I can just smash mm. it out onto the next thing so that'd be another bit of advice is d- don't try and be per- like a perfectionist with it just get it out mm. there and and people like it to be sort of raw and mm. uncut for me anyway i mean there's a lots of other food accounts that are perfect and they're like right on the beat of the music of them chopping an onion and you're like oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, really cool so you can go sort of different ways I think people would always rather see human and relatable. That was a word I was actually going to mention earlier about why your toasty content is so shareable. It's relatable, isn't it? I mean, people love talking about food. They love talking about what they've eaten, what they've made, what they like, what they don't like. Even on my social media accounts, that kind of content tends to do really well. And my business has nothing to do with food at all. But when I talk about food, I always get loads of engagement. And I think people don't always want to see perfect, do they? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's been times where toasties have gone wrong and it's <laughs> totally stuck to the machine and it's fallen apart. And and I, I put that content out because it shows that you're not perfect, you are human. Mm. And it's quite good. It's good fun. And people are commenting on it going, oh, that's uh, I can't believe that's not worked. Why is this not happening? It's, it's, yeah. it's good fun. So everything is a content opportunity is my motto. So I absolutely love that. 
But are you starting to see how you could bring the magic and the toasties together to make content that could promote your business or help you to promote your business? Yeah, so I actually got a lot of inspiration for my new show, actually, which um, is called Leftover Lunch, which is (laughs) I'm actually doing at the the Edinburgh Fridge Festival and also down in Coventry, actually, next week. And it's a a family-based magic show all about how I don't have time to eat my lunch. And the finale of that was actually going to be me making a toasty live on stage and then someone's sign card appearing inside of the toasty as I was eating it. So I have sort of slowly thought, how can I try and merge the two? I did think as well, because I really like going out and performing magic like live on stage and going on tour and stuff. And I thought, well, maybe I could do a toasty tour. It's got a bit of a ring to it. A toasty <laughs> tour. Maybe I could go around like universities during their freshers week and make a toasty live on stage. And oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. like educate them, like students yeah. how to do it properly. And, so, and then maybe sort of combine that, a little bit of magic in that, where mm. I'll like make a, I don't know, a slice of bread, levitate in the air, or just combining it all really. Yeah, so what I love about this is, for me, this feels like true creativity. When I start working with clients, they're often just so desperate to discover exactly what they should be sharing. Like, just tell me what kind of content I should be sharing to attract my ideal clients. And they're often really keen to discover their niche or to pick a niche. But the thing I often say is that your niche finds you rather than the other way around. So you can't really force a niche. You can just put content out and see what lands you. You just need to experiment. And actually just being brave enough to go out and publish content to try something that in itself sparks a whole load of creativity which means it's well worth doing. Absolutely. And also, to me, ludicrous bit that I've spent nine and a half years building my magic business, really trying to find that niche, trying everything. And in the last four and a half months, I've sort of found it by making toasties. And put <laughs> the magic into the toastie. It's just, it's, to me, it's funny. But that's the thing. That's the exciting thing of now going, okay, well, what does the future hold? Well, maybe I can like what I mentioned, maybe going on a toasty tour, working with brands and and it's all just come from a little idea that I had. So what's your favourite TikTok video that you've made? My favourite one that I've made is, I actually made a Scottish toasty and I thought that's just going to do well. It's had, it's had about 175,000 views and somebody's written an article on it and I used black pudding, uh, square sausage, like link, uh, not link, sorry, lorn sausage, you would call it, or sliced sausage and black pudding, haggis, and I put some whiskey in as well. So <laughs> um, I did it on my live and I made it. And I, I wore uh, like a wee Jimmy hat with like the ginger hair. <laughs> I, wore, I wore my kilt as well. So I went full on. <laughs> no cultural stereotyping there at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I basically I heated up the toast machine, added some whiskey to it, got the fright of my life when it started like spitting back. I was like, ooh. And yeah, basically infused the bread in that, added in the, or cooked the square sausage, then cut out the centers of it so I could put the haggis and the black pudding in. And then instead of saying, bring the Breville down, I said, bring the Breville doon. But the the products that I used were like Simon Howie, Black Pudding and stuff. And 
And they actually reached out and got in touch saying, oh, can we actually use this video? Can we use it for this? Can we going to sponsor it and stuff like that? A Scottish toasty. We need the bread, the cheese, the square sausage, the haggis, the black pudding. Get that chopped up and get it into the pan. Bread magically buttered. Take this out and pop it on a plate to rest. Get the square sausage and the cheese grated. Secret ingredient, add some whiskey to the breville. Now get this layered up. So bread, square sausage, cut out the centres of these so they fit in there nice. This means you can add the haggis and black pudding in the centre. Add the cheese and then the second piece of bread. Bring the breville doon. What's steaming like? Let me know what you think of this toasty. Would you have it? Time for a wee buy and brew break. Let's have a look at this. Ooh, golden on the outside, crispy. Absolutely delicious. Had to make this while I was wearing my kilt, and that's how you make a... There is so much to learn from this episode on how to create content that gets noticed and why it's so important to get creative with your content, to experiment and take risks without knowing how things will work out. It's also a great example of how your niche often finds you rather than the other way around which is why it's important to experiment and have fun with your content. Because as Elliot found out, you just never know where it will take you. If you want to connect with Elliot, he's at Toasty King on TikTok. And if you're interested in finding out more about his work as a magician, he's at Booby Magic everywhere else online. If you want to connect with Elliot, he's at Toasty King on TikTok. And if you're interested in finding out more about his work as a magician, he's at Booby Magic everywhere else online. Would you like to create super engaging content about your business and do it consistently? If so, you need my Courageous Content Planner in your life. It's a gorgeous A4 desk diary that's so simple to use because it's based on my 4x4 strategy, which involves posting four styles of content four days a week. Yes, content planning really can be that easy. There's templates for daily, weekly, monthly and annual planning so you know exactly what to post, where and when plus hundreds of ready-to-go content ideas and prompts. So you'll never run out of ideas for social media posts again. And accountability trackers to keep you consistent with your posting. The Courageous Content Planner is both practical and pretty, with four gorgeous cover designs to choose from. So if you want to ditch the content overwhelm and you want a simple content plan you can actually stick to, head over to CourageousContentPlanner.com to order your copy today. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 